Hey, this is Brett Karstens. I'm the Haunted Medium, and you are listening to Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey, everybody. Please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all our episodes. Also, please look for our social media on all platforms at Bigfoot Club number one. If you have a Bigfoot or paranormal story or just need help in your area, please email us at bigfootclubnumber1 at gmail.com. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on all platforms. Please check out Blair Dominguez, My Lovely Wife's podcast, Silence Serenity, on Spotify. Hey, everybody. Bigfoot Club. We're not going to talk about seasons. I'm here with Steven. Steven, say what's up. What's up? What's up? And we also got in, and not in studio, but on the club show, Matthew Reginald, Reginald Bartholomew, Bartholomew Nappers. Nappers. <laughs> Welcome to the club, hey, What man. season is this? Uh, It's season five. Yeah. Bonus episode. Season five. Season five. So... Matthew, <clears throat> what's going on in uh, the Bigfoot Crossroads world? Uh, I don't know why I said it like um, that. World. <laughs> well, uh, something a little bit out of the ordinary for me. Uh, Vic Cundiff of Dogman Encounters Radio oh, and yeah, Bigfoot yeah, yeah. Eyewitness Radio and Paranormal Eyewitness Radio and Vic Cundiff's Monster Show and uh, Hey, This is Vic and... Uh, the Mr. Kind of podcast. Wow. And whatever other show he has. He actually reached out to me and asked me if I do a Dogman episode this week. And he's kind of like organized like a multi day event leading up to Halloween where each night is a different show. And hmm. tonight was my episode. Oh, okay. So, wow. Yeah. It's uh, premiering right now. People are listening to it whoa, right whoa, now. Hold on. Wait, wait, it's wait. premiering right now. And you, right what now. are you doing here? Well, I mean, you know, I don't need to be there. I was already there once. Uh, you lived it. Yeah. So that they had. I, I walked the yesterday? red carpet, you know. So I'm good. Matt, uh, well, we 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 feel honored. Super honored. That's 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 pretty wicked, man. <clears throat> it is. You know, I just for the record, I would you know Vic listens to the show. I don't know if he does. Probably doesn't. But if he if he's listening to the show, we you know we would like him on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he does. So yeah, we'll, sure we'll talk. Does. We'll talk about Dogman and all that. Yeah, Vic, come on the show. I've never talked to anybody that doesn't listen to Bigfoot Club. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> must be a small. And group. whenever I do talk to somebody that doesn't listen to Bigfoot Club, I quit talking to them. So oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you must have to- uh, stopped talking to a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't. That would be weird. You stop talking. Well, I don't, you, don't, you, you do the show. You do the show, but you don't listen to your own podcast? No. Well, I don't need to listen to it. I lived it. You lived it. I lived it. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> what you got to drink over there? I have a Coke Zero. You know, I have a Coke Zero and I have a strawberry shake. Man, you're living the life. I am living the life. So Living high on the hog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, what did we want to talk about tonight, guys? Uh, I want to say, uh, out the gate, rip Matt Perry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. got that. I had, to, crazy, I, had to, man. I had to tell Robert that while we're, we're driving home, and I was like, man, Matthew Perry died. What the heck? Drowned in a hot tub. Yeah, a jacuzzi. I, I, 
That's weird. That sounds like you know, like a drug deal. I don't. I don't like uh, spread rumors. I don't like to speculate. Yeah, you know? I know I mean, he had trouble, uh, right? But he was sober. I don't know. I'm. I'm just gonna say that uh, maybe he hit his head. Yeah, I mean, he could have had a heart attack. Could have had a heart attack. Passed I mean, out. I had heard as a kid. I don't know if this is true or not, but people like always kind of warned you that like it was possible like if the water was too hot or whatever you could like pass out mm. in a hot tub. Oh so, man! So I wonder maybe that happened. I don't know. Maybe he was exhausted, got in the hot tub, passed out, drowned. See that that. That's just that's just terrible, man. That's that's a terrible way to go. Like it's it's like preventable. Like <clears throat> yeah, stand up. Yeah, yeah, stand up. Uh, or you know, no, no, know the difference between too hot and yeah, just right. You know. I mean, I don't like. I, mean, I don't know. Was anybody wear a safety harness or going in a jacuzzi? Probably not. I, I, <laughs> I mean, don't go in a jacuzzi alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. Have a have. Um, a, have a hot babe with you or something, or yeah, have somebody with you. It doesn't have to be a hot babe. Okay, sorry. It can be. It can be his maid or something. I don't know. His nothing's lonelier than a solo jacuzzi. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, that's called a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I was about to say we lost him. Uh, reel it back. Oh, reel it back. Reel it back. So ah, good times. But um, that's um. Yeah, yeah, but I guess he won't be making that friends reunion. No, no, that uh, yeah, that's man, that's terrible. Yeah, or he's not gonna be doing. It, it. is way too early for those kind of comments. He, he, the total nine yards. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Well, I'm, I'm not. I, I kind of like it. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you condone it. Yeah, um, it's Bigfoot Club humor. Yes, it belongs there, right? Yeah, yeah. There's 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 humor <clears> in it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're pretty funny, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you guys got big uh, Halloween plans? Um, uh, Robert, do you have any plans on? I, I, I have to work that night. Oh yeah, I got to work on Halloween. I work <clears throat> during the day. I mean, during the evenings now, three to eleven. So I love that band. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's a that's a good. Uh, I guess it's a good shift. Yeah, it is. I like three eleven too. Yeah, three eleven's pretty good. Come original. Yeah, man. Amber. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's not a song. Amber? So no, 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 I said so. Big Halloween plans as an employee. Um, no, I don't. They don't do Halloween parties there. Like, um, no, the the building closes down at six, and it gets pretty quiet after that. There's got to be a company there on that that building that is probably going to do a Halloween party there. There might be. There's um because you know that there's that one group that is like oh they get all that stuff last minute and they don't even uh, yeah i don't want to say what company it is yeah, i don't, don't, don't want yeah. to do that i don't so. remember yeah, don't don't dox yourself or, yeah, <laughs> or no, anybody no. else <clears throat> no but no. i mean if everybody clears out at six maybe you could have a halloween party yeah, yeah. I, I guess i could it was me it'd be me and my coworker mike mm-hmm. i call him i call him big money mike mm-hmm. big well, money <laughs> you call him to wear a costume yeah you can wear like the army rangers and say you're from band brothers yeah, he can he can be Sobel. Mm. And he can be malarkey. Mm. Slang for for bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Matt. Do, Matt, do you have any plans for for the crossroads? No. No Halloween no, special. Don't. No. 
This Dogman episode was kind of the Halloween special this Ooh. year. Uh, Since I agreed to do that, it was like, well, that's just because I usually put out my shows on Friday. Yeah. And this is a Saturday. Uh, and so I just decided that, yeah, I'll just do this as the Halloween special this year. Mm. Normally, I just do like a narrated episode where mm. I tell some Bigfoot tells or something. Yeah. But this year, I'll, I'm just doing this. You know, I really, really enjoyed uh, the Jonathan Dodd episode. That was a really good one. Did you? Yeah. I, I didn't. Because I, I know I talked to him like way in the very beginning whenever I started doing a podcast. And I asked him to come on come on to the show. And he was going, Bob, I don't I don't have any Bigfoot stories. I don't have any, you know, I haven't never seen one. I just, I'm interested in it. And then, you know, he's on your show, which, you know, he's actually traveled around and done some stuff now. Yeah. And he had some pretty good stories. Yeah, he, you know, actually, <laughs> I asked him to come on my show way, way, way back, and he told me the same thing. He's like, "Man, I don't, I don't have anything to talk about. You know, I, I, I've never been out or anything." Mm -hmm. But now he's a well-traveled cryptozoologist and a <laughs> yeah, cryptid artist. So he, he had that really amazing story that he said that some lady walked up to him. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It was an older lady came up to him and told him that she was walking down a country road and she saw a, a squirrel come out, uh, out of the, out of the bush on like across the road. And then it was a raccoon and then a deer, yeah. then a deer and then two baby Bigfoots were like, yeah. almost like they were playing with these animals. Yeah. It made me think of like dream catcher. <laughs> yeah. You know, that scene yeah. where like all the animals are like running. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. Great movie, by the way. Great yeah. story. So, but yeah, he had some pretty good stories, and uh, <clears throat> and I liked I liked his answer on the on the AI stuff. So, like, the, my question would if I would have talked to that lady, did she feel threatened or did she feel like? Because you know, how, like, I when you told me that story, I go, right, you know, damn well if you see a baby animal, there's always a, the mother nearby. Yeah, and, and it's pissed off, and it's pissed off, and it's it's you know it's protective. So you're seeing two baby Bigfoot. There's got there's not a doubt in my mind that the, the there was a Bigfoot watching her already. Yeah, it'd be probably like two parents. Yeah. So I know I know you didn't get too deep in that story, right? Right, Matt? Or no? Yeah. No. That that always um, like crosses my mind. Like, damn, that's. Oof. I don't know. It, it's like this whole thing where, jeez, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a good story because it's a good story, right? Uh, yeah. But like, I also look at it from the perspective of. So, this lady would have had to have already believed or been interested in the subject. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because otherwise, she's seen two creatures that she doesn't recognize and has never seen before. Why would she think they were young ones? How, yeah. would, how would she know they were young ones? Yeah, yeah. Unless she instantly recognized them as like, oh, those are young Bigfoot. Unless they, if, were, they were smaller than a deer. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, a we, raccoon's smaller than a deer. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, that's true, but uh, I don't know. Maybe like, you'd have to instantly recognize it as a Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't why didn't she say, hey, these were two chimpanzees? Yeah. Or, you know, spider monkeys or whatever, you know. But no, she said Bigfoot, right? So. I don't know. I think there's a lot going on that people don't realize. Whenever it comes to the Bigfoot stuff, mm -hmm. um, 
I really think that there's something tied to us. Uh, like we subconsciously remember these things through our DNA or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's why some people uh, have the emotional reactions that they do. Or I've talked to a lot of people who Bigfoot was never on their radar and then they have an encounter Mm -hmm. and I'll ask them. So like, what did you think whenever you saw it? Did you just think this was like a monster? I mean, what was going on through your mind? They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh no, I instantly recognized it as a Bigfoot. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's wow. Yeah. I know whenever, whenever we talk to John Doe, on our story on on uh, Bigfoot Club, and he saw this thing jump out of his ridge and like land in front of them. He 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 just equated it to a monster. He never said Bigfoot, and his his brother in law called it a critter. He had a critter problem, <laughs> so uh, critter problem and monster. Those are those are yeah. the two words that he described. Until I guess you know he started looking into it and he figured it was a Bigfoot and then reached out to me and started talking to me about it, but. <clears throat> yeah that's a big downplay on that and i've talked to other people who who were like that who you know didn't even realize that it was a bigfoot until like years later mm-hmm. i don't know it's just such a weird phenomenon have you have you talked on your show about that colorado bigfoot footage no no <laughs> does that does that bug you does that bug you that that's yeah got, it's got so much attention yeah it makes me really angry <clears throat> It does. Matt's like, it, it, does. it was me in the costume. Guys, calm no, down. No, I mean, like, it's just one of those. Okay, so I I understand that not everybody's like this, and I'm not saying that I'm anything special at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm watching something on TV or in a movie or on the computer or whatever, and I see, like, computer-generated animation of any kind, mm-hmm. I instantly recognize it as, like, computer-generated. Like, I know... I, I can tell the difference in the lighting and like they're getting better. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, like Jurassic Park was amazing, <laughs> but like you can still tell that like, I don't know. And, uh, it's kind of the same way with all the Bigfoot video stuff. Like whenever I see a Bigfoot video, I can instantly tell if it's a costume and I could instantly tell that was a costume. Yeah. It looked like he's wearing like some big cargo pants with like mm-hmm. some hair attached to it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then, like the the smooth silky hair that's all in uniform length and everything, and the big Harry and the Henderson's forehead, and yeah, the dark eye sockets where there's holes in the mask. <laughs> I mean, and I don't way- know. It was it was just obvious to me. And the other thing about that is, so like, I don't know. Here in Oklahoma, we're kind of close to Missouri, and there's this place called Silver Dollar City, and. Silver Dollar City has a train you can ride that goes around and everything. And this train in Colorado is kind of like that. It's just like a tourist train. Like you buy tickets and you just go on the scenic train ride. And they're always doing special events and stuff. And this exact same train had another Bigfoot sighting like 10 years ago Hmm. on the same route. And it got a bunch of publicity. And it's based out of this really small tourist town. And in that town, there's a Bigfoot museum and gift shop where they, like, host Bigfoot events. And they use Bigfoot as a theme for tourism. Yeah. And then this train just happens to spot Bigfoot twice on its route. And, like, pictures and video are taken. 
Yeah, I was yeah. I, I was kind of saying on our show, I said, uh, I, we're supposed to believe it because it was on a train. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was video on a train. Well, a lot of people focused on the people that, like, produced the video mm. and, like, their story. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're the tourist on the train. Of course you're not in on it. We know you're not the hoax. Like, why are you focused on that? And I saw, like, a bunch of people, like, you know, you know how researchers are. Yeah. And they were just like, well, I... I spoke to the woman who, you know, took the photographs and uh, why, what, what, <laughs> like, what was that going to accomplish? Like, yeah. yeah, we know she took the photographs. We get it. Whatever. <laughs> She's not in on it. That's not the person you should be speaking with. Why don't you call like the person that manages the train company and <clears throat> ask them about it? My, uh, my uh, nephew was not my nephew. My cousin was saying it looked like a, a grown up Chaga. From the line of the lost. <laughs> Who's that? Joe. Mm. <laughs> Looks like Chaka, <laughs> but I'll grown up. <laughs> Chaka, yeah, Chaka's older brother. What's his name? Um, Baka. Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> I like Ricky. Better. Yeah, yeah, me too. Chaka and then Ricky. Um, who's the favorite one? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> who's the favorite son? I yeah. like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. And plus, it also came out, like, at this time of year. Yeah. You know, and if you're someone who's been around the Bigfoot world for a while, like you and I have, and Stephen, uh, you know that every year around Halloween and April Fool's Day, like, that's when you get a lot of Bigfoot crap coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's time. I remember one year, uh, somebody said, they, they sent me a, a message on Facebook, and they're like, did you see that news report on Channel 8 News out of Tulsa? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're telling me the story where, like, somebody saw a Bigfoot by the Arkansas River, and it was on Channel 8 News. And, you know, this was back in the day before I became jaded and bitter in my (laughs) Bigfoot endeavors. So I was like, oh, my God, I got to find this. And, like, I looked and looked and looked, couldn't find it. The story's not posted anywhere. Like, I'm not, it's not getting any traction. Like, what's going on? So I ended up reaching out to Channel 8 News and just, like, blowing up their inbox. And they finally responded back, and they are like, yeah, it was an April Fool's story. I thought everybody knew that. Dang. I was like, oh. And, like, the Parks Department here has used, like, Bigfoot several times in promotions, and, like, that's ended up in the Bigfoot world. Yeah, yeah. Using the same, like, costume that you always see whenever you Google Bigfoot costume. <laughs> yeah, that was in, uh, like, a trail, right? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that one. That was that was awesome. Mm. <clears throat> what jerks, man! It what ha- jerks? It happens. You know? Well, I mean, most of the world doesn't think Bigfoot's real. Yeah, well, they yeah. just think it's like a joke or folklore, like you know, whatever. Mm. Like the Tooth Fairy, they 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 see it at the same level, so they put out these stories as entertainment and do these gimmicks, you know, uh, just to boost tourism or whatever and they don't see the harm in it they don't understand that there's a bunch of obsessed people on facebook the internet that are going to like dissect it and think that it's real and a cover-up and a conspiracy and all this and it's just crazy man it's yeah crazy that's, i that's i agree annoying I, I hate april fool's jokes yeah i almost hate it as much as i hate people that troll our pages yeah you know do you guys got trolls oh yeah Oh, yeah. Have you, have you been getting a lot recently? I have. That's Me always, too. It's always Me too. like it's, and I'm I'm not knocking any race here. Okay, 
but it's always an older uh, Caucasian person with like six what? or seven friends. Uh, I find the same thing on my page. Yeah. <laughs> same demographic. Of course, that's my major demographic. So, like, it's not really a shock to me. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's always the same type. And uh, it's just so ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. I probably banned, because at this point, I just banned them, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I probably I, banned, like, 10 in the past week. Yeah, I haven't got to that level yet. I like to I like to comment with them first. <laughs> did I bet? So. Well, I did. I Okay. So I did just, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed one morning and I went and, you know, checked the Facebook page and there was this guy and, oh man, he was just so condescending that I had to engage with him before I banned him. But I did tell him, you know, to be fair, the first words I, I responded back with were, you won't be here very much longer, <laughs> but before you're gone, here's this. Yeah. But he was just so stupid, man. Just like the, just the stuff he was saying, and it, and it was just like some random post. I don't even remember. I think it was like a picture of Patty or something. Yeah, I was. And I get that. I get like, those a lot too. He was telling me like, "Oh, you idiots! Don't you know that like these guys admitted that they hoaxed this?" <laughs> I was like, "Really." Really, you, you've clearly done your homework if you think that <laughs> these guys admitted that they hoaxed this. Mm. First off, one of them died in the 70s uh, and never admitted anything. And the other one, Bob Gimlin, you know, <laughs> like considered the, the salt of the earth in the Bigfoot community. Uh, lots of Bigfooters worship him, consider him a very close friend. Yeah. He still goes to all the conventions, like uh, has he never changed his story one iota he he's a he's a busy dude isn't he He, i think he has a he has a pr person now yeah so i I wonder i wonder if he charges to get on the podcast probably so yeah i mean i hear his pr person is a big famous star now so oh yeah oh that's what i hear Hmm. hmm 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 i like it anyway so, um, what else is going on with the, the Crossroads? I'm... Man, you're really interested in Bigfoot Crossroads, huh? Yes, of course. <laughs> I, man, I, I listen to your show a lot. So, I just want you to know that. I, I really, really enjoy your show. Well, I mean, as you know, I have uh, recently taken on more health issues. Uh, mm-hmm. So, there were some things that I had to move around and postpone. So, I'm trying to get caught up with all those uh, and get people scheduled. I do have uh, one person coming up somewhat fairly soon mm-hmm. on the show. Even I mean, I haven't scheduled anything with him, but I mean, he'll come on if I tell him to come on. Uh, Jonathan Brown of Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Brown property thermal footage guy. Well, old friend of yours, right? Yeah, yeah. He used to be the original co-host of Bigfoot Crossroads. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. That, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. That was what? Yeah. What? Uh, like 2000... 27, 30 years ago, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but we recently reconnected, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to have him on and uh, let him talk about the things that have happened over the past however many years that uh, mm-hmm. we were out of touch with one another. Yeah. He's still getting ongoing activity on his property. Uh, He's in the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, they've got a bunch of 
really nice, high quality uh, audio recorders on his property mm-hmm. that are specifically designed for outdoor wildlife recording that record for like days on end. And uh, they've gotten some pretty interesting stuff. He sent me a few clips of some things that are just like pretty amazing, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, Have you posted it on your on your page? No, anymore? no. I, is, is, I that, mean, is that something that, would, that you keep close close to the vest? Yeah, I mean, honestly, whenever people send me stuff, I usually don't post it. Um, I just figure that if they want me to post it, they'll tell me. But I figure, you know, if they want something out, they'll put it out themselves. Okay. I don't want to, you know, hmm. ruin anybody's trust or anything like that. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Good call. Yeah. There's an interesting photo, though, that recently got sent to me and was published uh, from a game camera that looks like possibly the profile of a Bigfoot on all fours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I've seen it. I probably, I I can't tell. Probably not. Okay. Um, it didn't get a lot of traction. They were expecting it to get more traction than it did. Uh, it was sent to me by a member of a research group that put it out and they received it from the witness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, you know, what are your thoughts on them? How well they investigated it? I don't know. I didn't recognize it instantly as a mask that I'm familiar with or anything, Mm -hmm. but. There's always that possibility, I think. Um, but you know, you got to investigate those things. Yeah, I, I I would actually like to see that. So let's see here. Yeah, he's. I'm just sending you some pictures of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see the side. I see the side profile. <coughs> yeah, that looks like a. Like a forehead, a brow, a nose, a chin. I don't know what's on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, a an arm, and it's on its knuckles, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it looks awfully straight lined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and but I guess there's like other images taken from the camera that they received, and they've done like overlays and stuff, uh, and. <clears throat> Like, if that is what it looks like, where the top of the head would be, roughly, is about five feet off the ground. Wow. Yeah, it looks like it, it looks like a, like a pretty square jaw. Looks like a, like, kind of looks like Kurt, Kurt Douglas. It, maybe it is. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll share this onto the Bigfoot Club page. And, so and that's published? Say, yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah. It's on Facebook. On um, I'm not gonna say which group has it. Or okay, all right. So, as long as he's published, published, yeah, published. So, <clears throat> man. So, <laughs> I, I do have I do have kind of a weird story. Okay, uh, nothing away. that happened or anything that I can think. Of. I mean, stuff does randomly happen, but. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy that brings me uh, equipment uh, for my health issues, Mm -hmm. Um, sort of a delivery service. He was dropping something off. And uh, so like while he's here, he's like kind of going in and out of the house, back and forth, like loading stuff and unloading stuff. 
And he comes in at one point and he said something about like, was that, he's talking about my studio room. He's like, did that used to be a, a porch? I was like, yeah, we got it enclosed a few years ago. And he said, yeah, I thought so. It must've been like a window or a porch or something. He's like, is it haunted? And I was like, the porch? And he's like, the house. And I was like, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> As a matter of fact. And uh, I guess he's like really into ghost hunting. So And was getting ready to go to like the, the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. Wow. Was it? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he's like a sensitive or. I don't. We, you know, like we talked about it after that, but it was kind of like. I don't know. It was just so random that it kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, but he deals with like a lot of elderly people that live in older homes and stuff. And he said that like, yeah, he's been in quite a few homes that have stuff going on. And he said he was talking about this one house and he was like, man, there's this one house. I mean, as soon as you walk in, it's just crazy. Like all kinds of stuff happens there all the time. <clears throat> Man, that's kind of cool how he how he picked up picked that up though. Yeah, that was kind of weird. You know, I I don't I don't think I'm sensitive to stuff, but you I know, mean, it's like it, I don't know. It's like one of those things that that you can't you can't turn it on, turn it off. It just either happens or it doesn't. And um, honestly, I don't think you were put in that position to where it, it's turned on. Right. I think I worry about that sometimes because yeah. of what happened. Um, I just think it's 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 a thing where it it's got to be at the right place at the right time, whether it's a good or bad situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I think you did the Goatman's Bridge after. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And nothing happened there, so that's why I was all like, okay, maybe maybe it was just too much people, but it's it's got to be. I feel like it's got to be at the right time. You know, I I did I did pick up one one EVP there, and then there was a, there was like a group of kids. And it was really, really dark. It was really dark out there. You could barely see the hand in front of you, you know, in front of you. But I felt this one kid just kept staring at me. And I was asking, um, I was asking one of my coworkers there. I said, "Is is he staring at me?" And when you know, there is no kid. Oh God. So I was saying, um, because like um, there was a time where I went bowling for the first time this past year. And I went to this bowling alley in uh, Grand, Grand Prairie, Texas. And, mm. and I walked in there and um, there was, you know, there was a league going on and it was like, it was pretty active, but I, I felt like really, really strong, like something to my right and something to my left. And it was on the right, it was the kitchen. And on the left was like the booth where people sign in and stuff. So I bowled, I bowled a couple of rounds and then, uh, I walked back up to the, to the front desk and I asked the guy, I go, Hey man, I go, is, I go, is this place haunted? He goes, he looked at me for a long time. He goes, yes, it is. The owner, the owner died here. I go, really? I goes, where? He goes, the kitchen. I go, where's the kitchen? He goes, he pointed over to the right where I was, when I walked in, I felt a big, strong pull. I can't describe it. It's like, it's almost like you feel like. You know how you feel like when someone's looking at you and mm. and it's like someone's staring at you and you want to look, but you don't. That's usually what I felt like something was like staring at me and I go, what the heck? 
And so I felt this this pull to go right, but I didn't. I went to the like to the desk and mm-hmm. got got my shoes and stuff. But he was see, yeah, he was telling me that whenever they close at night, sometimes whenever um, they're they're cleaning up and stuff, he he hears somebody in the kitchen doing stuff, and then he's he'll see like his coworker come out a different different door. He goes, "Hey, were you in the kitchen?" They go, "No, I was. I wasn't in the kitchen." So mm-hmm. he says the owner hangs out in the kitchen sometimes. So here, so he died in the kitchen. Yes. Wonder, wonder what happened. I think he had a heart attack. Mm. That's what he was telling me. So, but um, that was kind of strange. And like, I don't like I say, I'm not. I don't think I can just like walk into a house and say, "Okay, I feel this." I can't do that. It's like, I mean, you could. I, I probably could. And if yeah, that's I, what I'm saying, like you weren't, you haven't been put in that position where you're. So you know, if I do that, then it probably would never turn off. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. So you know how skeptical I am, mm-hmm. which is weird because of all the crap that I've experienced, especially in your house. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like okay, so if a person, I'm just saying, like. If you were put in that situation, okay? Mm-hmm. Like if you went on a ghost hunt somewhere and someone asked you, you know, do you feel anything, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, what would keep your imagination just from creating stuff? And how would you yeah. ever verify if any of it was true or not? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that, that's the issue with me is like if it's verifiable information, great. But... I never get to see the part that's verified, you know? Yeah. I don't I, think people do enough legwork. I think people just make claims and people believe it and they rise to popularity that way. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, the dead files. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Uh-huh. Do you? Yeah, I have. I'm familiar with Steven, it. Steven, you watched it? Uh, I think I've seen like maybe an episode or two. Um, so I I like their style the way the way they do it because that the guy, the 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 lead investigator guy, used to be like a New York detective or something. Mm-hmm. So he does a lot of the legwork. You know, he goes to the house and he you know he looks up history stuff. He goes to the library and talks to you know people in the town and stuff like that. That's not the guy, that same one where he's like you got you guys you, saw, you guys <laughs> saw a ghost. Okay. <laughs> You got any uh, peppers and sausage, but anyway, uh, so because I'm sore at the door. <laughs> so, Dumb. so he does that, and then he he brings in a psychic, and they don't talk. So she comes in and she feels her way through the house and writes stuff down, and and then at the very end they meet up for the you know for the first time, and they share their information to the you know to the the customer what, the client. What they find, yeah, and mo- like eighty nine percent, probably eighty to ninety percent of the time, it's pretty close. Or that's just how they make it look on TV. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise they yeah. wouldn't have a TV yep. show. There's yep. also that. that yeah. That's that's my issue right there is like I need to see it happen for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like because all we know is like, yeah, they had a production meeting before they filmed. Like, okay, we're going to bring you in. You're going to act like you've never been here before. You're going to you say this. Anything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't trust people because I was really into Ghost Hunters whenever it first came out. Mm-hmm. You know, the Taps crew. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. Uh, after a while, I don't even remember where it was. I think it was like on Yahoo or something. I ended up finding this online chat where it was like the Taps crew members that weren't 
Grant and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Wheezy or whatever. It was like the main dude there. Yeah. But like I became like friends with him and like his girlfriend and like that chick that was on the show at the beginning, Donna or whatever. Uh -huh. Like I was talking to those people on a regular basis and by a regular basis, I mean like every single day, pretty much like at least five or six times a week. Wow. Like hanging out multiple hours in a group chat, talking to them. And I got to know them and I got to find out that like, yeah, all that stuff was staged. Like it was all fake. It was just for TV. Like, there was really a TAPS crew and everything. Like, they really did do investigations. Yeah. But, but as far as, like, the TV show, like, the stuff that was on it, that was staged by production. That was all fake. You know, and I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, with, I'm going gonna to go here for a little bit. And we could probably edit this out if you don't, if you're not comfortable talking about this, Matt. But uh, I know we've talked off show about certain podcasts, Bigfoot podcasts. They just have uh -oh. amazing stories, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know I've talked to Steven mm -hmm. off show about, about this. And I said, you know, I don't, you know, cause right now we don't get a lot of people that tell us stories or want to tell us stories. Cause like as, as an investigator, you, you, you've kind of experienced this too, Matt. Sometimes it's hard to get people like to talk to you, open up and talk to you about sure. Bigfoot stories. So some of these podcasts, you know, are like out right now. They they have they have they're they're like the epicenter for Bigfoot stories. And these mm -hmm. these some of these stories are not on databases, and some of them have like some like paranormal aspects to it. So I, I know I, I know you and I know myself. We you know we pride ourselves on getting real stories. I'm not saying that these stories are not real, but they sure get a lot of them. And they're pretty fantastic. Like these are stories that I have never heard of. I said, wow, that's pretty amazing. That's an amazing story. I wonder how this person got this story. And so I'm not saying, I'm not saying it, but I'm kind of saying <laughs> so, <laughs> that some of these stories are kind of made up. There's this guy I know. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you've heard of him. Sean Forker. Yes. Sasquatch experience. Yes. I know. I know yeah. of him. I've never met him, but I know of him. Uh, I was just speaking to him a few days ago uh, where this very topic came up. I had reached out to him to get his opinion on something. Yeah. And I wanted his opinion specifically. So I used to be a Bigfoot researcher. Mm -hmm. Like went out into the field investigating. Mm -hmm. Then over time, I quit going out into the field. Now I'm just a Bigfoot podcaster. Uh, if you want to even just put me as a Bigfoot podcaster. But anyways, I'm a podcaster. And I do a podcast where people come on my show and share their encounters. I'm not doing an investigation. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a research interview. I'm basically just providing a platform and trying to provide a little bit of entertainment and hopefully some education in the process and maybe help a few people along the way. That's as far as it goes. But there are podcasts out there like the Sasquatch experience, for instance, that focus more on the research stuff mm -hmm. and don't focus on the stories and discuss topics. And in my experience, 
Uh, not that th those podcasts aren't great, uh, but I ran across a saying recently, if people ate salads, McDonald's would be selling salads instead of hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those mm. podcasts tend not to do as well as these other podcasts that are just Bigfoot story time. And the scarier the story, the more action, the better the episode does. Mm -hmm. uh, and that creates quite a dilemma for me as a former investigator and a skeptic and everything. Because, I mean, sometimes just honestly I'll have a witness on. I, I usually don't talk to them a lot beforehand because I want to give an honest reaction to their story and kind of hear it for the first time on air. And sometimes... Uh, not real often, but sometimes after the episode's over and I've hung up with the witness and everything, I'm just kind of sitting there thinking like, wow, I, I, I don't know about that one. Yeah. There are some red flags in that story. And so mm. it kind of creates, you know, this conundrum for me. Well, this past week, uh, a, a witness reached out to me through email Gave me a brief summary of their story. I responded back. Hey, that's really interesting. I asked him a few questions. And after an exchange, I was like, would you like to come on the podcast sometime and share your story? Yeah, I would love to. Great. We'll schedule something. Later on that day, I'm perusing the internet. And I happen to see a promo post by another Bigfoot podcast. Uh, a very, very, very much larger Bigfoot podcast than mine. Won't say any names. Uh, rhymes with Rascrotch Ronicles. Um, <laughs> and they were doing a promo for an upcoming show with the same guy that had just reached out to me that morning. Mm. The same exact witness. So now I know that this guy is just sending out emails to different podcasts trying to get on the air. So he's, so that's he's doing the kind rounds. Of a red yeah, that's kind of a red flag. And then in the promo, I'm like reading it and everything. And there's one detail, but it's a, a main detail about his story where it's different than what he told me. Mm. Just in the promo. Red flag. Yeah. So like two big ones. You know, I called Sean because he does this, you know, research-based podcast. And I was just like, what should I do here? You know, like, because you know how it is. Like, first off, it's pretty dangerous to dare say any popular podcast out there would be lying or manufacturing content. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't like that. They go rabid. You know, you're jealous. You just want to be as big as they are, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I, I'm not trying to attack the podcast because, like, this witness reached out to me, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, whatever the, that happens, I guess. But, like, that, that one detail, and, I mean, it, <laughs> it's a big one. I don't want to give it away, but it's a big one. Right. And I'm just like, should, so should I just call this guy out? Should, you know, like, what should I do? And uh, after talking to Sean, it was kind of like, go ahead and have him on. Let him tell a story. And listen to the other podcast. And if there's any differences, just ask him about it. Why, why was this changed? Yeah. Why, why did you change this part of your story?
and just be transparent about it on air. Yeah, just say, hey, I noticed this. Now, maybe yeah. if that guy listens to this episode, <laughs> he's like, well, I'm not coming on your show. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, you know, what do you do? Because you can't, you can vet people. Like, I, I've, I've it's hard. been on other podcasts where I've talked, where we've, I've actually interviewed another Bigfoot podcaster and just asked him, like, what do you do? Like, how do you keep people from coming on your show and just lying? Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I asked them certain questions, you know, to vet them and blah, blah, blah. But then I see the same person, like, posting just bullshit on his Facebook page that's, like, obviously not Bigfoot related that he's, like, trying to call Bigfoot. So he's either lying or doesn't know what he's talking about. So what questions does he use to vet these witnesses? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. And, and we've been in situations where, like, you would have to do a pretty deep dive into somebody's story and investigate it for a while and get to know the person before you'd ever figure out that they were hoaxing or not. Yeah, that, that one's a tough one. Um, man. So, I mean, I think, well, no, you can't guarantee that somebody's telling the truth. Right. Uh, even if they are making stuff up, it still might be a little bit of information, a little bit of education for people that are listening. Yeah, it's it could it could cause somebody to say, you know what, I, I'm not crazy. Maybe I should go out and talk to somebody. Yeah, maybe I should go out to you know reach out to uh, Bigfoot Crossroads and talk to them about this amazing story. They should absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because that that's always bugged me. And I know you and I, we talk about that a lot, you know, because, you know, as you know, you're a really good friend of mine and we talk like, you know, once or twice a week, usually. Right. Yeah. And like we talk about other stuff. We talk about, you know, your health issues. Yeah. Sandwiches, my health issues, your health issues, you know, what's going on in Tulsa, you know, haircuts, Haircuts. what's, you know, what's new on 71st Street, stuff like that. They like donuts. (laughs) Daylight donuts. So, uh, but I mean, like you know, a very long, drawn-out way to get right back to your point that you were making mm-hmm. <laughs> during that phone conversation with Sean. We were talking about if you really think about it, between my show that I try to put out at least once a week, mm-hmm. and then the other shows. I mean, you know. There's that one show, I can't remember the name of it, but they put out like four episodes a week. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's several, there's lots of really big Bigfoot podcasts out there that are putting out tons of shows that have put out tons of shows. I think Sasquatch Chronicles is like in the thousands or close to it or something. Mm-hmm. Vic's show uh, is probably up there. Man, he is busy. He yeah. Is, he's so a if, busy like, dude. if you like look at it like all those witnesses... There's more witnesses reaching out to podcasts and going on podcast episodes than are actually submitting Bigfoot reports. Yeah. So it's hard. How is that possible? And it's, so it's hard to vet some of that stuff, you know? How is that possible? I don't know. They're, they're good writers. Like I don't more, <laughs> more witnesses than actual sightings. Yeah. <laughs> like are, or, or Bigfoot and Dogmen are being seen constantly yeah all over the place this this is what i think is happening and I, i'm i know i'm gonna sound you know cynical here but um 
some of these people are probably reading like Bigfoot stories and then changing it to fit their, you know, their storyline or their area, their, their, their research or whatever. So, cause I think, you know, I think some people are just like putting two stories together or maybe just changing, changing some of the, some of the, the original story. I mean, it's, oh, well, it's I mean, easy to lie on that. Yeah. that yeah. All you have to do is listen to like a handful of podcast episodes and just take bits and pieces and put them together. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you just need core, core things. Where, where was it? What did you see? How crazy do you want it to make it sound? Yeah. I mean, I can't prove it, but I heard one podcast episode where I'm certain it was a person that had come on my podcast and told a story. And on this podcast, they're using a different name and telling an entirely different story. Mm. And I'm certain it's the same person, same accent, same voice, everything. So when, when on, on that, Matt, when you, when you see or hear about this kind of stuff, does it ever occur to you? Cause I don't know. I've never asked Robert this. Like if this person, I was like, man, I just had this person and he told a great story. And then you find out later on that it was all hoax and a lie. Does that like, do you worry that that, do you lose credibility as a show to on that? Great question. Like, do you feel like, like you're going to be hit with a, well, you're a researcher. How come you didn't research that this was like a fake? Mm. Internally? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. of course. So like, especially coming from the Bigfoot world, because I mean, like whenever it comes to Bigfoot research, like integrity is everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, me and Robert come from a time where, like, if you got caught lying or making something up or being involved with a hoax, even if it was just, like, your friend hoaxed or you knew somebody that lied or something, mm-hmm. like, that was it. You were ruined. You were put on blast. Yeah. That's... Not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> People forget obviously. easy, right? People forget yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure... Uh, I am a much harsher critic on myself than the listeners are. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, because I I'm just putting it out there. I did have one guest come on and like, I had never talked to him before. Uh, I knew he had a story. I'd seen him post in different groups a lot and everything. I asked him to come on. He was telling his story and I was like, okay, you know, the show had just kind of started rolling, really hadn't gotten into that deep part of the conversation yet. And I was just like, so how many Bigfoot encounters have you had? And he was like, sightings or encounters? And I was like, sightings. And he's like, 36. <laughs> I was just like, huh? He's like the Bigfoot whisperer. <laughs> yeah, like 36? Okay. Like you've had encounters. 36 How sightings. many encounters then? <laughs> yeah, like I, at that point, I couldn't even go any further. Yeah. And like, sure enough, you know, I, put, I went ahead and put the episode out. And, like, instantly people were like, well, I heard this guy on a different podcast, and he said an entirely different number, <laughs> you know? And, like, wow. he his story changed, like, blah, blah, blah. He's lying. Like, he was getting called out by a bunch of people. And he went on there in the comments and was, like, getting really defensive, obviously. Mm. But he was also trying to, like, drag me into it and was like tagging me trying to get me to delete the comments and like take up for him because he was my guest doesn't work that and way. i was like dude <laughs> you're on your own bro <laughs> like i provide the platform you provide the story yeah you're, you chose to tell that story like 
I'm not going to just side with you because you were on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know you like that. I just realized that Matt's doing uh, uh, Snake Plissken right now. <laughs> hey, man. He said, you know, he's not trying to save him. He's, you know, he's not a hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> President of what? <laughs> I got to watch that movie again. Yes. Yeah. Since we did that episode, I feel like I need to. And I want to watch the thing. Yes. Starman. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, these are all John, John Carpenter movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I own several John Carpenter movies. Which ones? Tell us. Name, name 100. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I bought a box of VHS, VHS tapes from John Carpenter. Oh, nice. VHS. Like, oh. like you like on Etsy or eBay or something? No. <laughs> from John Carpenter. What? He was in town or something? No. His, so, like, he has, like, a Facebook page that I follow, mm-hmm. like an official page. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's not him posting or anything, but they sling his merchandise. And, like, one night, I'm just sitting on the Internet randomly, and they make a post about, hey, John's selling his VHS collection. And for X amount of dollars, you can get a box of 10 random VHS tapes from his shelf in his living room. <laughs> and, like, it came with, like, an autograph photo and everything. Dang. So I, like, bought 10 VHS tapes of John Carpenter. What, what, what were the, the movies? Nothing good. Oh, <laughs> like, they were all really bad. Oh, no. I think maybe... Uh, I've got the box right here. Is it like his movies or just movies he collected? No, just like movies he just owned to watch. Oh, I see. They were just like random crap. I thought there were Uh, movies that he made that he had. And I was like, no, 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 no. Damn. So there were, I mean, that's what I thought at first. And then I was like, well, maybe there'll be like something really cool and obscure, you know? But like, (laughs) I mean, no. No. He had like a bunch of like really old things in there, like black and white stuff that you wouldn't even think like John Carpenter would be into, but no one, who knows? You don't know John Carpenter. No one knows John Carpenter, um, only him. But he did have one cool one that was like kind of like this obscure old like horror collection or something. Hmm. Uh, I think maybe Die Hard was in there. Wow. Maybe nice. Die Hard was like the best one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think But I good. also got the autograph photo. Yeah, that's that uh, that, that was that, that was worth it. That's, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I paid like 80 bucks. Did you ever tell That's uh, not bad. No. No. For an autograph no. picture and 10 random yeah, movies. Yeah, and it was like limited to like I don't remember how many like 25 or 50 boxes or something like that. Wow. So. Did you tell uh like Wolfgang about this? Yeah. Okay. So he knows. Okay. He knows. Of course I told Wolfgang. He knows. Wolfgang Moser. But yeah, no, I, I need to, uh, someone said too, like, uh, older movies like on 4k now is like, are they're already saying it on Blu-ray, but now they're saying like, don't get older movies on 4k. You will see things that you would not want to see that will ruin the movie. And I'm all like, what do you mean? Like, I want to, <laughs> I want the movie. Like you got to admit, like escape from New York. It's dark as hell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's that's what made the movie. It's like it's so it's filmed that way to you know it's a dark world, but whatever. But I was like, I want to see it in 4K. 
but a lot of people are saying, no, don't see it, because it's like... Well, I mean, he used a lot of cameras that, that could film in dark. Yeah. So, uh, and it was brand new at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, some, I don't know if there's a couple of shots of him looking at uh, the the president's egg. Mm-hmm. And it was like out of focus, like because of the fire in the background, it was like a, like a light flare or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, we're talking about this movie. <laughs> so. just, no, I'm just saying, like, I want to, there's certain, because I love John Carpenter, there's certain movies that I want to get that are on 4K because I just, I want to do it. And I think the thing is one of them. Yeah, no, I'm going to do it. But a lot of people are saying, like, no, don't. Don't get it on 4K because it's not going to... Who, who's saying this to you? It's just like yeah. people, Who are these people? people? Tell us where Steven. Okay, so here it is. So I was on YouTube and I looked up 4K like versions of it and it looks oh, good okay. to me. But I always read the comments and a lot of people are saying like, this looks so much better on VHS than it does now. I'm like, what? Uh, I've, nev- I've never heard of that. And they're like, no, you don't... You don't. It's like taken away from... You know the the old school and how it was filmed, and it's like and I'm like that. What do you, do you remember when VHS they they provided the widescreen one? Yes, yeah. and like, I, w- I wanted that because <laughs> I wanted to see the whole shot. Not me, not me. I didn't have a widescreen TV, so I used to get pissed off and like look for the standard definition. <laughs> Oh man, no! As I grew older, I was like, "Oh no, I want the white screen because I want to see the whole shit." Yeah, because because I do recall I had like I already had a collection of VHS, mm-hmm. and then it was when they put out the white screen. I go, shit, I got to get these now. <laughs> so. Oh, dude, my uncle was in the navy. Uh-huh. and was like stationed over in Japan. This was whenever I was like a little kid, and he came home, and I remember like the first time we went over to his house after he got home, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, Matthew." Check this out. And he like starts whipping out these laser discs. <laughs> like movies on a gigantic CD, you know? And I do like, remember that. Yeah, this is the newest technology. You know, they're so great. Blah, blah, blah. This is going to be the next big thing, man. <laughs> like, oh, is it? <laughs> not in America. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, hope you enjoyed that. I mean, they'd be cool to have now, but like. Yeah. Be yeah, a, it, nobody wants a giant disc that you can scratch and just ruin instantly. Oh, so it's like a size of a pizza or something. It was. It was like yeah. almost. They almost looked like a like a record. Yeah, a vinyl record, but it was, it was a DVD. Yeah, but it was what like Matt like golden one or something, right? Yeah. So I never, I never heard of this. Yeah, this was, had like a giant player that you put it in. It was great. Yeah. What was it called? Laser disc. Laser oh, disc. Yeah, I remember. Um, wow. They called them um, something else overseas, but here they just called them laser discs. Um, my mom's sister, she had one, and mm. and I recall they were, we were watching Grease before Grease was out. What? And You're was, the one that I want. And it was on TV, and I didn't know I didn't know we were watching laser disc, and it was on t- we were watching on TV. So I went to school the next day and I said, "Hey, man, did y'all watch Grease?" <laughs> what? They go, what? I go, yeah, it was on last night. They go, dude, was it? I go, yeah, it was, man. He goes, You're like, yeah, I saw it on a so rerun. One, one of the guys brought a TV guy the next day and showed me. Goes, it's not on <laughs> here. Look. Down. You fucking asshole. You liar. You were such pricks, dude. I know. I go, damn it. I'm what? bringing my TV Who guy brings tomorrow. a TV guy? This dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you liar. And so, then, and then, on. so. You asked your aunt. Yeah, no, I asked my mom. I go, what, you know, what were we watching? And she called my aunt and she said, it was a laser disc. 
Oh, so you had to go to school and like laser disc and like what the fuck is that? What's a laser disc? <laughs> what do you mean you saw it? You're making that up, new. man. He that th- doesn't even exist. <laughs> he threw the TV guide at me. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking liar! And he just threw the TV oh, guide at you. Man, this is a, this is a good way to end end the podcast. Uh, no, 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 no. We can keep going for three hours. Okay. <laughs> it had Charlie's Angels on the cover. <laughs> Magnum PI. Did he really bring a TV guy? Yeah, he did. Oh, what grade was this? This was like, a, let me see. It was probably like second grade. Second grade. Second or third grade. No video games. Well, that's what if it, it makes you any feel any better, I'm sure his dad beat his ass for taking the TV guy. <laughs> <laughs> probably beat him with the TV guy. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like something you would get your ass kicked for? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I took the TV guide to school and lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I threw it at the kid who said this he was watching Grease. was on last night. <laughs> and and w- w- I wanted to see Grease. Man, because I... Matter I, of principle. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's super funny. You're the one that I want. <clears throat> there is this uh, <clears throat> this couple. At, <laughs> this is such a stupid story. I don't even know if I want to tell it. No, you got to tell it. No, you got to tell it. You got to tell it. You got to tell it. Okay. So first, it starts out with whenever I was a kid, we had a lake house. But it wasn't like we were rich or something. It was just a trailer in a trailer park. And, mm-hmm. you know, my grandparents had saved all their money. And so we just, like, bought a boat dock up there and rented a trailer. But as a kid growing up, there was, like, nothing to do. But there was, like, this other kid, this girl that came up there sometimes to stay with her dad. And they had a VCR. We didn't have a VCR because my grandparents were anti-technology. mm but they had a VCR, so we would, like, watch movies. But, like, the only movie that they had that was, like, any good for, like, kids to watch was, like, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. And we watched it so many times that we could, like, recite it. Like, every line in the movie. It was crazy. So, there was these people that we knew mm-hmm. that lived in the town by the trailer park. And this town was probably, like, a half mile away from the trailer park. So it was within walking distance, but it was kind of a long walk. And these people, it was a really small town, lived in the furthest house on the opposite side of the town. So it was like probably a mile to their house. So they, these people, it's crazy. So they had like garage sales all the time because they were really nice people. I don't want to make these people sound bad, but they were running a fencing operation. A fencing? <laughs> yeah, like in this small town, like people would bring them stolen merchandise and they would sell it in these garage sales all the time. Oh, wow. But they were really nice people. <laughs> and they had the largest movie collection I've ever seen in my life. They had an entire room. Like it wasn't like a cool theater room or anything because it's a small town. Mm. But they had like a TV room, you know, on the back of the house, like added on. That had like a couple of recliners, a big screen television, and then the rest of the room was just shelves with movies on them. VHS and beta. Wow. Huge collection. And I watched so many. We would walk there and they would like let us borrow movies. And we would take them back to her trailer and like watch all these movies. And I saw so many movies, just random crap. But they literally had everything. But that's where I saw, like, the majority of all the horror movies that I saw as a kid Hmm. was, like, borrowing movies for them. 
nothing like really great, but just like random obscure stuff. Like Razorback. Have you ever seen the horror movie Razorback? No, no, giant no. Razorback hog? Exactly. But they had it. <laughs> I saw like the Wizard of Oz sequel. Seen that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know they had a sequel. Yeah, there was a sequel. Seen it. Is it's it crazy. They had so no. many movies, man. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's. So whenever, whenever you walked into that, that TV room or that added on room, how did you feel? How did, you know, what was going through well, your mind? Well, I mean, first, you know, I had to take my shirt off and be on camera for a little while. Uh, oh. But after that, they let me take whatever movie I wanted. Oh. And uh, I'm, I'm kidding. They never did that. They, <laughs> okay. they never did that. It was my pants. No, <laughs> that might have been going on there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it, it didn't happen to me. Well, that's good. I mean, did you did you feel like uh, like a church choir was going off whenever you walked in? You saw all those movies? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was that same feeling you got whenever like you would go to like the store as a kid and like walk into the toy aisle. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just like, ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> it was great. It's like, what, what lies beyond this aisle is between. I mean, because, but like the only alone. thing was like the vast majority of the movies, because like I was raised by my great grandparents, like I said, they're anti-technology. So like, mm. I mean, just as an example, the only time I would get to, like, order pizza for dinner was, like, on my birthday. Mm. Like, that was, like, a special treat. I get to, like, have whatever I wanted so I could, like, order a pizza or we could go to, like, Taco Bell. <laughs> Otherwise, did you none order, of that stuff was happening. Did you order, like, uh, was it Mazio's? Uh, probably so, yeah. Taco Bell in the 90s? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like they, top Taco tier. Bell in the eighties, bro. Oh, they they that was top tier probably. They they had the Enchirito then. Enchirito. Let me tell you about the fabled uh, Taco Light Supreme. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that. It was like had... a flour corn shell. It was like a soft shell, but it wasn't a soft taco. It was still crispy, but it was like what? made out of flour instead of corn, and it was huge, and it was delicious. Yeah. See, and I and I always thought uh, '90s Taco Bell was top tier. But no, don't you don't you hate man whenever you hear about like a like a ghost story? Because I heard this yesterday. My my wife Blair, my wife, she was she was listening to the radio and the she Blair was Blair Witch Project. I wish, but no, she uh, she was listening to the radio. And she was like, she was like, hey, did you have you heard about this this ghost story about a uh, and and a cemetery in Dallas where it's like there's three chairs and you're not supposed to sit in these chairs because something will happen. And like she said something like a doctor, a, an anthropologist brought his wife there and there was like these kids that were that happened to sit in the chair while she while he was there with his wife and the wife was too close and something happened, like a portal open and the kids went through and then the wife went through and, and and so they like, were never seen. I, and I told her, I was like, that sounds like an urban legend. Sounds like Potter guys. <laughs> um, and then a dragon flew out. A dragon flew out and it started breathing fire. And where, where was this at? And supposedly a cemetery in Dallas. And, mm. and I was all like, where did you hear this? And she was like, oh, I heard it on 106.1 Kiss FM. I go, mm. Do you want to hear a- <laughs> Did you just do a malarkey? Yeah. Mm. 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 Do you want to hear a mirror. horrible cemetery story? Yes. I do have one. This happened 
uh, whenever I was a kid here in Tulsa. And like this, this is really horrible, but it's kind of creepy. So like, I don't know who it was. Like I said, I was just a kid. So I only got the information that was given to me by adults. Hmm. But I guess some people like went into the cemetery at nighttime and were like desecrating headstones and stuff and being assholes. And they broke into one of the mausoleums and took one of the bodies out. Mm. And there's this like iron fence that goes all the way around the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And they like impaled the body on the fence. And that's how it was like found the next day. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's not even scary. That's just fucked up. I know, but I'm saying as a little kid, okay, I didn't see it obviously yeah i kept thinking about it and like in my head i could see the body because like my grandparents did tell me you know it was like this you know some woman you know like an older woman or whatever and i'm just so like i always like pictured like this decayed corpse just impaled on this iron fence at the cemetery yeah and it used to like freak me out and uh there's this back road that goes back behind the cemetery and it's really weird. Just the, the whole layout's weird. And like the neighborhood back behind the cemetery isn't that great or anything. And I knew somebody over there. I think it was some girl that I was taking home or whatever. And like you had to drive down this back road on the back side of the cemetery. And the the graves went like right up to this fence. And like that iron fence went all the way around the cemetery, except on this one section of back road. And it was just like this old wire dilapidated fence that was like all overgrown. And like you could see like the graves right there and the roads real small and stuff. And it's just all overgrown with trees and everything. It was just so scary back there. Hmm. And I used to freak out every time I'd take her home. So you didn't, you, you didn't venture in? No, no, I did not. <laughs> I don't mess with cemeteries. Man. <clears throat> why do, why do you, I've, th- I've been. Yeah, in cemeteries that I'm not supposed to be in a couple times at nighttime, <laughs> and uh, I I don't mess with them. Man. I, I I mean I don't know if it's because I grew up in this house or whatever, mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now I personally believe I'm extremely sensitive to that stuff, mm-hmm. and I have definitely walked into a few places in my lifetime and instantly felt something, and had it confirmed by whoever. I've experienced things in other houses and I never I never really thought about it like I thought it was weird I mean you go through these things in your mind like okay am I just crazy am Mm -hmm. I just imagining this stuff because like how come my house is haunted but then the first house I ever move into on my own is haunted and then like my mom's house is haunted and then my cousin's house is haunted. All these houses are haunted. Yeah. Like, what are the odds of that? And then, That's like, true. later on, it was kind of pointed out, like, eh, well, maybe you can just, you know, sense them and see them and hear them and everything else that other people can. Yeah, I was about to say that because it's probably, you know, everybody. But I never really thought of it like that. Yeah. Know? People die but, everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, those cemeteries, there's been a couple of them where it's just like, nope. Mm-mm. I think I think the last one I went to I experienced a lot of stuff here in Irving and that's probably like a year ago. 
and I, ex- mm. I experienced a lot of stuff there. I heard, I caught some EVPs of a girl singing, and I think I, I visibly saw someone standing to my right, and I thought it was, I thought it was one of my coworkers, and I turned to talk to her, and she wasn't there. <laughs> so I thought she's walking beside me because I was looking at my, I was looking at my digital recorder, mm. and my K two meter, and I was like trying to talk to somebody, and I turned to my right and said, "Hey, did you get?" And there was nobody there. What was, what was the one Man. where you heard the little girl saying, hey, where's my mommy? And it was like in the woods. That was that was in um, that was in Moyers, Moyers, Oklahoma, uh, over over by Kenny's Kenny's cabin. That's right. That's, so no, that's I need I want to hear that EVP, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it was on Kenny's stuff. I oh, I thought it was on one of your. EVPs no, that you uh, no, it was, it was like we were going over like video mm-hmm. and audio and uh we had we, we you know we at the time we didn't have a lot of money so we had like a couple of um game game cams and then we had some digital recorders so we randomly like we would tell each other don't tell me where you're gonna put this let's just go put it out somewhere mm-hmm. so that way we didn't know right and so he would put out game cams and I would put out digital recorders and stuff. So that was, that was really eerie because there's nobody up there. Nobody up there. Yeah. That's, you said it sounded like a little girl. Yeah. It's just mommy. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Another paranormal conundrum that I've had. So you've got places that are haunted, like houses, businesses, mm-hmm. and stuff. Like you're talking about the bowling alley where the owner died. Mm hmm. Obviously, if you own a restaurant or a bar or something, you are very emotionally invested in that place. Right. Uh, If you work there and go to work there every day and you spend the majority of your time there or you live in a house or whatever, like the common belief is these spirits are tied to these places because that's where they lived or that's where they spent their time or they had this emotional connection to the place or even an object, you know, like a chair can be haunted if, you know, it belonged to somebody. Mm. Uh, but why would ghosts haunt a cemetery? Hmm. Could be a couple things. There's a couple things I think about. Could be the grounds. It could be, you know, there's could have some quartz there. Or it could have some limestone. Mm-hmm. It could have, like, underwater water running through it. So... Because water is a big, a big conductor of energy, quartz, and you know it harnesses energy. So yeah, it, yeah. it could be a couple of things. It could be that. It could be, you know, I don't think there's any ley lines going through, you know, Oklahoma or Texas. But um, but there are like electrical right of ways. Why do you say why, why do you say quartz again? Quartz because it it harnesses energy. Okay. So, so is it is it because say if someone passes away and then you know how it takes takes time to do the funeral and all that. They're obviously tied to their body still. Mm-hmm. And they can't figure out what the heck, you know, what the heck happened. And then when they do the funeral and they actually go to the cemetery and they stay there, is it because they can't get out because they're stuck there? Or is it because they haven't really fully accepted that they're gone and they're constantly looking at a grave and they're all like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dead. I can't be dead. Or maybe they're tied to their body. Yeah, they're that's tied, possible. They could they're tied they, to their body because they, when they passed, they didn't. They either the light wasn't showing. They, they didn't. Yeah. They chose not to leave. It could be that they're wearing a ring, or jewelry, mm-hmm. or some kind of like some kind of heirloom that they have. 
that they're buried with. It could that's the reason why they're like tied there. It could be. I don't know. There's there's different possibilities. I mean there's I mean this is all conjecture. Oh of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's just something that I've always wondered because I mean you also hear stories of like uh spirits visiting people mm-hmm. uh in other places, you know, like especially like you know, uh my friend Roddy, uh who's Cherokee, his family uh believes that like the first three nights, I think the spirit goes around and visits everybody and goes to every place. It was like familiar with mm-hmm. the most. And, uh, whenever his uncle died, he actually had to go and stay the night in the house the first night because there needs to be somebody there that they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he experienced some things. Uh, he doesn't like to talk about it cause he doesn't believe you should talk about it. Right. Right. Hmm. But, it's just the the concept that a a spirit can uh, intelligently choose to go visit somebody or go someplace. So it's just always kind of like, why would they just hang out at a cemetery? It just seems like. So uh, I, I so I know we use the word sometimes tethered. It's they're mm-hmm. tethered to, you know, their resting place because, like maybe, like I said could be the grounds could be you know some kind of um ring or metal object could, could could it be tethered to a person could be could be so like you know if it could be like someone that they truly loved or and, or, and or didn't have the final say with somebody the final say yeah exactly perfect um yeah that they never really had a proper goodbye so they have to feel like they have to or they feel like they have they have unfinished business to save them or something like that mm-hmm. um i don't know or protect them yeah um but yeah so it's possible to be tied to another person on that yeah have you guys do you either one of you believe you've been visited by someone you knew yeah yes and i i will say it as for me it's it's always been dreams yeah and i think i think they have the power to do that same here i'm not talking about dreams i'm talking about like have you seen the spirit of someone that you knew no no, um, I don't know how I would. Well, uh, yes and no, but at the same time, I don't know because I had sleep. I mean, I've had feelings. Yeah, I've had feelings, but the vast majority of hauntings is strangers. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um Whenever I'll say this, whenever my friend Bartek o- overdosed and died, I-, I took that pretty pretty hard, and uh, I was pretty hard because I was I was living with him at the time, and then I went out of state to go help a friend to move back, and then he he passed, and uh, I took it pretty hard. I had to I had to clean out his apartment because he didn't have any family here, so I cleaned out his apartment, and I was living with my mom and my dad because I had just moved back uh, then and. I had a couple of my, at, at, you know, at my dad's house, he had pictures on the wall and he had a couple of swords, like some old swords mm-hmm. hanging. And when there was a couple of times, I think a picture fell off and I felt he was there. And then I asked him if he was here, you know, send me a message and the sword moved. It's kind of swung. It didn't fall, but it swung, you know, mm-hmm. and it was out of, it was, it was out of place. And so that was probably the only time, Matt, that I've had, I felt like I was 
being visited by someone I knew that had had just passed. Yeah, because he broke a promise. Yeah, he broke to, a, to, to me. To me, yeah. Felt guilty. Yeah. Never really got to say goodbye. No. And yeah, the last the last time I talked to him was like three days before he passed, and mm-hmm. I told him that I loved him, and he said he loved me, and I said I see you in a couple of days, mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, we didn't get to. I think I was visited one time by somebody that I knew. And uh, I don't think I've ever told this story before. No, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard it. Um, it was my grandfather, not my great grandfather that raised me, but mm. my actual grandfather, who was a horrible person. Mm. And it was right after he had passed away, and it was during the daytime. I was here, I went back to my bedroom, and I had just laid down on my bed, and I, like, rolled over on my side and reached for my phone because it was, like, on the night table next to my bed. So my back was, like, now turned towards the door. Now, I was just going in there to get my phone and just lay down, and I was going to call somebody or something. Like, I wasn't asleep, in other words. I wasn't tired. Mm. I wasn't taking a nap or anything like that. Mm. It was just the easiest way to get to my phone was to lay on my bed. And as I was reaching for my phone, right behind my head, like right next to my ear, I heard his voice say, that's my baby boy. And it scared the shit out of me. Like, it wasn't like a, like a, a loving sentiment. Right. It was like a creepy evil thing. Like, like he was watch, like, like he was the way that me. he would have said it. Like he, like I said, he was, he was an evil man. And, uh, it freaked me out, man. Where did, where did he pass at? Where did he pass at? I couldn't even tell you, man, his house, I think. Okay. His house or a hospital or something. Did you have like any kind of attachments with him in there? Did you have, any kind of I furniture, mean, pictures? Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure there's stuff here that belonged to him. I mean, hmm. that was your only I, uh, encounter with him. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only time that I can say that I think it was somebody I knew. Hmm. I mean, like I said, I've had feelings and stuff. Yeah. I've definitely been visited in my dreams by people, hmm. but as far as like an actual thing happen. Yeah. That's the only time. I mean, the only thing I could think of, cause I, you know, I consider you family. And so when I was in Tulsa, I, I saw your, your grandmother. Well, I can't confirm that. So you saw someone, <laughs> I saw somebody <laughs> and it was, she that looked like a woman in a picture. Yeah. Um, but she looked like her mother. Yeah. And, and like, okay. So like, yeah. If God, you my, want to count my great great grandmother, my hair's standing up right yeah. now. <laughs> um, then I guess yes, but I don't remember her. They both lived in that house, right? Yeah. So who who would go and open up the cabinets and leave them open? See, I think that was my great great grandmother because that stuff was going on whenever I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then, like, here's one that's kind of weird. Um, going back to the lake house again. So whenever I got older, uh, I had my own key to the lake house. And as an older guy, 
you know, hey, I've got a lake house. Y'all want to go up there and hang out? Yeah. And uh, there is this one time that I was up there uh, with a buddy of mine and a girl. And this guy that was up there with us claims he saw my grandfather, like my great grandpa. But my great grandpa wasn't dead. Hmm. But he swear and like he knew him. And I mean, like he was freaked out. He was like for sure freaked out. And he was like, I just saw your grandpa. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, I just saw your grandpa like standing in the doorway in like a tank top undershirt and underwear, which is what my grandpa wore to bed every night. And he wouldn't know that. Right. But my grandpa was still alive. So I had no explanation for that. Premonition, maybe? I don't know. Hmm. Premonition, yep. Interesting. That's a weird one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. But no, I can't say I got visited. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how I would handle that. You know, I like we were, you know, you were saying about Exocena, but I, I've had, I've had multiple dreams Mm-hmm. You know about your mom, mm-hmm. and she was always at, at, in the area where I couldn't get to her. Like she was at a, she looked like she was in an airport. I was in the airport, and she was in the balcony. Yeah, the ba- like a second level where I had to take a stair or an escalator up. And she was up there waving at me, and I said, "Stay there." And, and like she wasn't near the stairwell or escalator, mm-hmm. and I had to ran up an escalator, and and I ran to the spot where she was at. And she was gone. Mm-hmm. And this happened, like, I probably had, like, four dreams like this. And I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. I think it was just saying, I think her was saying to me, you know, just to goodbye and and to let her go. Mm-hmm. At that time, I wasn't ready to do it, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just had a dream about her holding the boys. I was right after the boys were born. Wow. Because I remember I was just saying, like, I was pretty down and pretty hard on myself. I was like, man, it's not fair that I, I have them and she's not here. Yeah. I kept saying that like that. I think the <clears throat> first two weeks whenever we she, brought them home. She probably met them already. That's that's the, that's pretty much what the dream was. She was holding them and then the yeah. boys were like smiling at her and like loving on her and stuff. And she was like, I'm always going to be their grandma even if I'm not here. Yeah. And I was like, I broke down in that dream. Dude, was, my uh, great grandmother had a brother that died before I was ever born, but he was still alive whenever like my mom was young. Mm. And so like she knew him and whenever she was pregnant with me, she was staying here at this house and, uh, she had a dream where he visited her and told her to take care of that little boy. Mm. And she had no idea if she was having a boy or a girl or anything. Wow. That's yeah. That's a that's a good one. It's just funny how our, I guess I don't know if it's our minds just telling us what we what we need to. Well, I think hear. I, I think at the time you know because you know when you're asleep your your mind is completely open, mm-hmm. and so I think I think spirits or entities they take advantage of that. That's that's just my theory. That makes sense. Nightmares happen. Yeah, and so they they're just open to communicate. And there's been times where I can't tell whether I'm asleep or I'm awake. Mm-hmm. You know, because like those. those times where I wake up and I sit up on my bed and I think I'm awake and I'm not. And then I wake up like minutes later doing the same thing, sitting up. Yeah. 
I go, damn it, I was I was asleep the whole time. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just... Uh, well, yeah. like, there's been times whenever I've been asleep and, like, a car alarm will be going off outside or something. Mm-hmm. And in my dream, I'll hear it. It will be part of the dream. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I'll wake up and realize what's going on. And I think the same thing happens. I think, like, right. whenever we're in those deep REM sleeps like that, like, spirits have an easier time of communicating with us. Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't take as much effort on their end for some reason. And so, like, that's how they enter their dream, in our, our dreams. They're, they're communicating with us. And maybe in our head, we envision them and, you know, put them in the dream that we're having or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I do think there's definitely... At least sometimes, uh, some actual communication happening. Let me. Let me. Add, I mean, I've had dreams yeah. about people that uh-huh. I've lost, but I've also had dreams where then all of a sudden the dream is interrupted by the person, and it's like its own separate thing. And yeah. then after they're gone, I go back to regular dreams and wake up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me ask both of you this question because both of you guys are on the CPAP machine, right? Mm-hmm. So before the CPAP machine, do do you both feel that your dreams were vivid, or is is with the CPAP machine now in y'all in y'all's and y'all's uh, practice, is your dreams more vivid now? I, f- I feel like uh, my dreams. I don't know. I felt like without the CPAP, I was getting more nightmares mm-hmm. because I think my mind was just telling me like, Hey, you're that's not, what I was getting at. I was you, getting you're at not, that. you're not, you're not well. So let's just put this crazy scenario in your head and, and you know, we'll, we'll get you up. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe like my, I would stop breathing and my mind was like putting me in a nightmare situation where I was doing something bad or seeing something bad. And it woke me up to get me up, you know, but now now it's just I, I dream about I don't know it's it, it's it's hard to say like I think I I dreamed a couple times like when well when Gibran passed away I kept having nightmares about that so I don't know yeah I, I don't know uh, I, I I still feel like they're still somewhat vivid it feels it feels like I'm there like really there hmm. I don't know I don't know what, what about you Matt. I mean, obviously, I had dreams before I was on the CPAP machine, mm-hmm. um, but for probably the past, like the two years leading up to me being put on the CPAP machine, mm-hmm. I don't know that I didn't have dreams, but I wouldn't ever be able to remember them whenever I woke up. Yeah. it Like, it was like shockingly noticeable to me that like, I'm like, man, did I have, I don't remember any dreams. Like I, and like, it bothered me. And then whenever I got on the CPAP machine, I started having dreams again that I could remember. Mm-hmm. And now it's even to the point where, like, if I, like, wake up because I have to use the bathroom or I'm congested or something, and then I go back and, you know, put the mask back on and all that, uh, I determine if I fell back asleep by if I had a dream or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll wake up and remember the dream that I just had and be like, oh, okay. So I fell back asleep and got more sleep. So it's good. Yep. Right on. Okay. That's what I was wondering at. Yeah. But something that's always happened to me my entire life, still to this day, if my feet get cold, 
while I'm asleep, I have a nightmare. Hmm. Interesting. That's a weird one. That is interesting. Yeah. I wear socks to bed every night, and I have to have my feet covered up, because if I don't, they get cold, and I'll have a nightmare every single time. Like like a like a long nail tickling your feet or something or nightmare no or just, like a, a real like bad nightmare. <laughs> Man, I can't I can't sleep with socks on. I can't either. I always I, just, I, can't I have do no it. control over it. I, I've tried it a couple of times, like especially when I'm sick or something. Yeah, and then I'll wake up, my socks will be off. Like what the fuck? I don't remember taking them off. That's yeah. subconsciously, and when I'm sleeping, my body's like, nope, get it off me. Like it just no, I can't do it. Yeah, I, 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 just, I can't do it. Now, if I'm sleeping with my shoes on, I don't know, maybe. But <laughs> I got to be tired to sleep with my yeah, shoes on. I've done that before. <laughs> you remember when I worked at that warehouse job? Yeah, and yeah. I was like already asleep, passed the F out on the couch. And I'll tell, tell your ass to get up and go to your room. Yeah, and I was just like, nah, man. That couch was everything, You need man. to start swimming. Yeah, I start swimming, <laughs> you know. I hold my breath, you know. Shout out to Rowdy. Yeah, shout out to Rowdy, man. Dude's a legend. Yeah, he's like a decathlete on almost, the couch. Almost, yeah. almost drowned in his sleep, but you know what? He survived. Yeah. You know. Sectional Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. Breaststrokes on, on the couch. Yeah, man. Killing it. Killing it. Kicking his legs and everything. I'll never forget, man, that one time like he was staying here and like, he had some kind of nightmare, dude. I don't know what kind, but like he came jumping up off that couch and like running for the front door and was like trying to open the front door, just freaking out, dude. That's and Leslie horrible. was like sitting there watching TV when it happening and like scared the crap out of her. She was like, What's happening? And she like jumped up and was like, Roddy, Roddy, stop, stop. And he like finally woke up and he was like, Oh, what's going on? <laughs> hey, man, what's up? <laughs> Hey man, I was running away from a pool. Yeah, you got some, you got some butter sausage. Cigarette. <laughs> where where were you at? I don't know. I was probably like asleep. <laughs> Jeez, wow. man. Ah, that's some good stories, man. That's that is some good stories. Some good old stories. So man. we're at one minute and thirty eight seconds. Dang, really? Yeah. Dang. We've so got three hours to go. I know. <laughs> I just, I want to do a quick shout out, uh, Matt's chili. His new and revamped healthier oh, yeah, yeah. recipe out of this world. Yeah, I mean, I think at that time, because um, we this is when we went to uh, Clifton's, funeral, Clifton's yeah. funeral. And so we drove from Oklahoma City uh, on uh, I-44 over to Tulsa, mm-hmm. spent the night with Matt. Uh, he had chili. We were starving. Because mm-hmm, we, we, didn't, we didn't eat it. We didn't we, stop anything. No. Nope. I just wanted to get to Matt's house. That's all I wanted. Let's yeah. get to Matt's house. That's I, all I, even, I wanted. I just wanted I, to get to Matt's house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to stop at Bucky's, but but yeah. no, no. I said let's let's just go straight to Matt's house and he already had the chili ready. He had the chili ready and, and crackers like, and you, you cheese. Guys, you guys want something to drink? Sour we cream, got do zero. And, uh, yeah, I guess. Man, it, it it was good. Yep. It was good. It was so good that it brought Earl the Pearl over. Yep, he just <laughs> he came over, started shouting, shouting at us, you know. <laughs> And uh, he's like, wow, this chili's really good. Wow, man, this bowl, wow. And then, and then Maddie came out, who is that man? Uh, who's that man shouting? Jeez. So, so loud. Yeah. yeah. So loud. He he is the the loudest Anglo, Anglo-Saxon I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I just said, <laughs> that dude is loud. I love him, though. As, as, it was hard to, to imagine that he was actually whispering at the, at the funeral. Yeah. Has he ever been on here? On our show, yeah, no, no, no. We we, we got to get him on. 
He has ghost stories, he says. Does he? That's what he says. Do you have have you had him on any of your shows? No. Bigfoot Crossroads? Find a fear? No, no, no. What's in Atmosphere? Atmosphere. That's the name you wanted. You've yeah. been pushing. Yeah. And was, atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere. That's even better. What the hell, what, man? What, what, Ma- atmosphere. Oh, I love it. God that dang doesn't it. Doesn't make man. any sense. It does. Yeah, dog. So I came up with this whole like uh, scenario with Robert. He was laughing because do it, just do it. I was like, I go. You think you think Matt will get mad if I started a, a podcast with myself and called it Atmosphere? And he was like, No. Because well, you know, it's like one of the the names that I, I I introduced to him, and he turned it down. You think I have to call him and, and ask for permission? He's laughing. He's it was like, your idea. <laughs> why would? And I don't want to use it. So why would you need my permission? Because it was it was my idea. I brought to the table for for different names for you. And it was. It, I feel like it's still on the table. You know, there's no table here. I, well, t- technically, there is. I mean, no I brought table. it to the table. I even said it while I was. At his house, eating a bowl of chili. Yeah, you came up with an idea at my house. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you don't need my permission to use your I don't your know. Idea. Yeah, I, I was, feel like I got to call you it and was, be like, hey, so, like, you know, <laughs> I kind of want to I kind of want to bring, you know, the whole atmosphere thing to, to light, you know? <laughs> it's not It's not going to be a planet with a skull, right? No, it's okay. going gonna, gonna to be a, a, a skull with eating a planet. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, a skull eating a planet. It, but his its teeth are bra- barely oh. breaking the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's called atmosphere. Okay, but you can't see the atmosphere. Well, you know, I'll just write it on there, on the top of the planet. <laughs> and it's like this is the atmosphere. So dumb. <laughs> what is it going to be about? Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet. Not <laughs> that far. Well. Okay. Uh, um, Sounds like a really solid plan. Yes, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, Man, we we like talked about a bunch of stuff that night. We did. We stayed up till like two, three, <clears> one. I think we talked primarily about the uh, reacquisition of uh, a podcast that Matt mm-hmm. was sharing with someone else. So yeah, kind of like I. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like why I brought that this was whole supposed thing. to like uh, the plan was for it to debut on Halloween. Yeah. And uh, it it doesn't look like that's going to happen. You could do a live one. I could. A, yeah. I could. I could just throw caution to the wind. And just <clears throat> yeah. Do be, it. Be live on uh, Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. I could do that. Of course. Probably won't. Uh, but you should. Yeah. Speaking of, Matt, how does how does uh, Bigfoot Club people find your podcast? I mean, they don't really need to. Of course they do. Or any other projects that you're working on. I mean, they could go to (laughs) bigfootclubpodcast.com and uh, check out past episodes. You know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to merchandise. I'm going to, I'm going to put your, your podcast link on, on that podcast link. Oh man. I found, okay. (laughs) I found, the perfect domain for you and somebody's already got it and it's like a stupid like soccer team in germany or something what's it called yeah they now have dot club domains really yeah and like this one domain service that i use uh 
told me I could have one for free. Ooh. So I was going to grab Bigfoot.club. I mean, how perfect is that? That's perfect. But mm-hmm. it's already taken. What? what? By a German? Scar- s- yeah, stalker. it's like a, the Bigfoot club. You know, like yeah. a soccer. Man. Why? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know that it's German. I think <clears throat> it was. I, but I, you know, whatever. But yeah, I was eating my strudel and I went to Bigfoot Club. Come and see here. Come and see here. Schnelle. Mamma mia. Come, Come and see here. Schnelle. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Robert. None of that was German. Uh, <laughs> he said it while we were going to, to go see you. Yeah, we were we, we were driving. We were driving to Tulsa and we saw like some ba- some banner and then we saw the restaurant right it was, it was called like an italian mm-hmm. restaurant yeah it was it was called mamma mia right something mamma mia, mia. And, and so i i for some reason said mamma mia come and see snell i go i go an italian german okay i mean it's not crazy but that's just weird yeah anyway uh you guys have any shout outs cuz i think i think i can do something with this show yeah i already gave a shout out to matt Oh, okay. Famous chili. Yeah, I'm going to give another shout out to Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt. Wow. So. Two shout outs. I feel outs. so shouted out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the best, man. Man. You guys are the best. Tears yeah. for Fears wrote a song about you. Well, I wouldn't say. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> all right, since that's our shout outs, you want to say goodbye? Good night and good luck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>